What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. I'm Andrew Green with this edition of Flick Pick. This past weekend, I saw two movies. First, I saw a horror film called Pray for the Devil at Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor. And then I went home and I watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story on Roku TV. One of these movies was really bad, and the other one was pretty good. Let's start with a good one. Weird, the Al Yankovic story, is a satirical biopic about, you guessed it, Weird Al Yankovic. I've been looking forward to this movie for a while now because Weird Al Yankovic has sort of been a companion throughout my life. I started listening to Weird Al when I was a kid and he's been there with me every step of the way throughout my existence. One of my favorite films of all time is Weird Al's UHF which had me laughing harder than any movie I've ever seen when I first watched it on VHS as a 9 year old. And every few years Weird Al releases a new album and I always pick them up. I love Weird Al Yankovic. So I was excited to see a movie about his life. Well, here's the thing. Weird, the Al Yankovic story is itself a parody of musical biopics. If you think about it, that's actually pretty fitting given what Weird Al does for a living. But yes, this is not a real movie about Weird Al Yankovic's life. Anyone who knows anything about Weird Al could tell you that right off the bat. The movie is a sort of melodramatic telling of how Weird Al Yankovic went from being an aspiring young accordion player to an international superstar who dates Madonna, brings down a drug cartel, and then gets assassinated at an awards ceremony. Yes, true Weird Al fans know that most of these things never happened to him, but that's what happens in Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And, you know, despite the fact that this is not a real telling of Weird Al's life, I enjoyed the movie. It has some good old-fashioned and most welcome Weird Al-style humor throughout, and in a way, it did kind of remind me of UHF. You know, for as brilliant as UHF is, I do recall one review that I once read of it. The review said, Weird Al Yankovic's UHF has some hilarious moments, but there are other moments where you'll find yourself in your bathroom checking the expiration dates on the medicines in your cabinet. That is to say, the film has flashes of comedic genius, and then periods where it sort of drags. And that's true of Weird, the Al Yankovic story. The first 45 minutes or so of this movie are great, and then it kind of drags for a little bit, and then it ends on a high note. And I have to say, being someone who loves Weird Al Yankovic, I was pleased with all of it, even the down moments. So yeah, in this movie, young Weird Al is a child who wants to play the accordion, but his father disapproves for some reason. One day, his mother buys an accordion from a door-to-door accordion salesman played by Thomas Lennon, and Weird Al begins learning how to be the world's foremost accordion player, or something close to that. There are some ultra-dramatic moments where Weird Al's father discovers that his son has been, oh my goodness, playing the accordion and then throws him out of the house. Weird Al goes off to college. He writes his first parody, which a real Weird Al fan would know was in fact My Bologna, which is his first parody in this movie, so the film keeps some things accurate. And then he goes on to start him on the Dr. Demento show and yada yada yada. So yeah, this movie sort of tells Weird Al Yankovic's story, but no, not really actually. Because as mentioned, at a certain point he starts dating Madonna, he turns into a complete megalomaniac, he loses sight of his roots, he starts wanting to be taken seriously as an artist, and then Madonna gets kidnapped by Pablo Escobar, who Weird Al then goes and kills, in a scene that is reminiscent of the Rambo fantasy 
see from UHF. That, in a nutshell, is the plot of Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story. This is the kind of movie that a Weird Al fan ought to enjoy a lot, but I'm not sure about anyone else. Some people may scratch their heads at this thing. They may wonder if Weird Al did, in fact, date Madonna. Well, I can tell you no, he didn't, and that's the entire point. This movie is a parody of musical biopics. Weird Al, being a parody artist himself, went ahead and made the movie that's about his life into its own parody, which I find amusing. Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al, and he does a great job. And the film is jam-packed with cameos. At a certain point, I was sort of counting them off. I mentioned Thomas Lennon, but also featured in this thing is Lin-Manuel Miranda, Rain Wilson, as Dr. Demento, Jack Black as Wolfman Jack, and even Conan O'Brien as Andy Warhol. The whole movie is ridiculous as Weird Al is catapulted into superstardom, and then again, as mentioned, he dies at the end of the film. One of the things I liked about Weird, the Al Yankovic story, is some of the darker humor. You know, Weird Al has had a bit of a dark streak in his sense of humor over the years, and it shows in this movie. There are some violent scenes in Weird the Al Yankovic story, once again reminiscent of UHF, and they put a smile on my face. You know what? I hope Weird Al Yankovic never stops being Weird Al Yankovic. This movie's not perfect, but I give it a 3 out of 5 for this edition of Flick Pick. And okay, up next, the other film I saw this weekend, a horror picture called Pray for the Devil. This is an exorcism movie about a nun who goes to a Catholic college specifically for priests who are training to do exorcisms, and for some reason, just because she wants to, the priests in charge allow her to take part in the exorcism of a little girl, and from there, things go off the rails. I have to tell you that Pray for the Devil is pretty darn bad. This movie is like a series of exorcism film tropes just fired rapidly at us, and there's almost no context or atmosphere established. It's just like random jump scares happen, we're supposed to be frightened by this thing, but like Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story, Pray for the Devil almost feels like an exorcism movie parody. Watching this movie, I felt as though someone must have fed a bunch of horror movie and exorcism film tropes into an AI and then had it churn out a script. This film barely takes any time to establish its world, and then bam, it starts hitting us with people who are possessed. And that's another thing. In this movie, there's this high-tech college where a bunch of priests train to perform exorcisms. I mean, honestly, how many people really get possessed in a given year? Even if you believe in that sort of thing, it can't be that many, and yet in this movie, characters left and right get possessed by demons. Our main character, Sister Anne, played by Jacqueline Byers, gets involved in the exorcism of a little girl, and I guess there's some sort of connection to something that happened to her as a child, but it's never fully fleshed out. Colin Salmon is Father Quinn, the guy in charge of this exorcism university, who half approves of Sister Anne and half doesn't, and for no reason at all, Virginia Madsen of all people appears in this film, in random scenes, where she consoles Sister Anne. Pray for the Devil has a completely predictable script that enabled me to call things from a mile away. Like, there's one scene toward the end where Sister Anne goes down into the catacombs below the Catholic college, you know? And there's this pool filled with holy water. You know, like a whole spa just filled with holy water. Yet there's nothing else down there, so why is there a whole pool or spa filled with holy water down there? And how does holy water work? Do the priests have to, like, re-bless it every so often? Does holy water expire? So yeah, there's a scene down in the catacombs where Sister Anne is going to confront this demon that's possessed a little girl, and there's a whole spa filled with holy water. So I thought, okay, someone's gonna wind up submerged in that spa by the end of the film, and of course that's what happened, and I also was able to predict that Sister Anne herself would get possessed, and I was also able to predict every jump scare that happened in this movie. Pray for the Devil is a sorry excuse for an exorcism film. If you want to see a good 
exorcism film, watch the granddaddy of them all, The Exorcist, or at least something like The Conjuring or The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This movie is just a tired and uninspired collection of exorcism movie cliches thrown in our faces. It's not scary, it doesn't have a good plot, and the performances are not especially impressive. No sir, I do not recommend Pray for the Devil. If you want to see a good horror flick that came out recently, I suggest Pearl or Smile, but you can stay far away from Pray for the Devil. I give Pray for the Devil a 1 out of 5 for this edition of Flick Pick.